Hey, what's up, America? Yeah, don't get surprised. Don't look all amused and shocked and everything. Yeah, it's Beyond the Noise. Yours truly, Rudy Rush. That's right, comedian Rudy Rush has joined the team on Beyond the Noise. And uh, I'm going to be actually hosting this, uh, actually captaining this ship uh, that's already been a sale. A lot of you guys have been rocking with uh, Beyond the Noise. We want to thank you. And shout out to everybody who is new, just shout coming aboard. Absolutely. And I uh, just want to, you know, reintroduce my buddy, my partner in crime right now, uh, your man, Greg. Greg, you have to reintroduce yourself to folks because one thing in show business, and we're talking about it now to everybody, you right. know, we were talking off, like a lot of people know you already. Some people know me already. A lot of people I might know be you. a neighborhood superstar, man. Listen, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that because they got, they, listen, they got bars and clubs and all kinds of special perks in all neighborhoods. If that's your neighborhood, then that's yeah, how you hey, rock you out. Gotta, you got to people around, you got to like you a little bit. Absolutely. You know? But you know what? You have a you have a, a great story and your, your, you know, your bio thus far has been great. But, you know, for people who don't know you, Introduce yourself, man. It's it's interesting, uh, Rudy, to introduce myself on my own show, man. That just shows the uh, power of connecting with people. Uh, as he said, I'm Greg Walls, a master instructor, master trainer, coach. I've been doing that for about 17 years. But what what I really do is try to help kids get scholarships. Okay, point so, blank. Yeah, and that and that's a big thing. A lot of people <laughs> don't know. A lot of people yeah. don't understand. You know, uh, you know, you see all of these national signing days. Yeah, and you yeah. see all of these kids going to these different uh, A one programs like Alabama. You see them going to Miami. You see them going to Notre Dame. And you know, the the backstory is more than just coaching oh, at the school. Man. Right? No doubt about it's it. It's more than coaching at the school. It's more than just being naturally talented. A lot of those kids come through systems like yours in particular because you train them outside of the school, outside of the programs that they're in. And let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to, I want to take it all the way back. So mm -hmm. it's, it's understood like the purpose for it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a product of recreational sports, Rudy. Like I'm a product of PYAA, mm -hmm. Picayune Youth Athletic Association. Shout out to the two-time, three-time state champions, by the way, uh, Mississippi 5A football. So with that said, I came up where, you know, you play all the neighborhood kids, mm -hmm. all everybody in your community. Yeah. They rallied behind Little League and, and Bulldog and Bears and Little League football mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. softball. We rallied behind yeah. that. And, you know, the dads that were out there coaching us, they, they, vet, they had a real vested interest and what we were doing. Yeah. Like they they treated us as such. And the seasons made sense. So all the kids could play. You hooped in one season and you played against them same cats on the baseball season. And yeah. you're coming up through a system of community where you know the uh teams were sponsors in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it happened in urban cities, rural and every every yeah. community around. No, it's funny that you said you came up in a recreational athletic area. I was in a recreational free lunch area. So <laughs> we got we got we got sandwiches <laughs> and uh free socks every now and again yeah, in yeah. my neighborhood. But no, you know, and a lot of people don't know that these these places exist where these cultures exist where you know, you got a lot of parents involved in not only their children's, you know, well-being, but, you know, there's an athletic community that are, that sometimes are more nurturing and more progressive than most. And you came from that. But that's why it's called the community center, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, real talk, it is. This is what I learned growing mm -hmm. up. The root, the fabric of your community are the old folks, the ones that don't nobody talk crazy to. They get respected. They don't speak much, but when they what they say is real. Mm. And I was blessed to be 
related to two or three people just like that. Yeah. Like they were rooted in fabrics in the community. Mm. You know, God rest his soul. My Roselle and my uh, my mama Lucille, she two of the best humans I ever met. But they were the fabric of what happened in the community. And then you got <clears throat> the young cats, you know, the up and coming cats who they see potential in us. Like they'll see that we have a chance to mm. do something. So they nurtured it yeah. and they looked after us. Yeah. And it, white, black, and I'm from South Mississippi, bro. Mm. So I'm at that moment, the color didn't matter. Them, those men were working together to look after us. That's awesome. That's real talk. And, and of course, you it inspired you to do what you're doing now. Yeah. So, so let's talk about uh, a little bit about your journey. And like I said, you know, you know, welcome to uh, Beyond the Noise. I'm Rudy Rush, comedian, and my man Greg Walls, and we, we're just trying to put something together for everyone to like, you know, have a better life, change your life, understand what's out there for you, fitness yeah. and health wise, mentally, and, and we're going to tackle a lot of different topics. That don't apply to fitness, just your well-being and Absolutely. your mind state. But uh, more about you know, Greg Walls. How did you become a fitness trainer, not only to adults and things of that nature? Because now you have this, this, uh, this, you know, <laughs> this, this company that does multitasking as far yeah. as you know things in the community. But how did you know? How did you go into training these young men individually? I know you had like some background, yeah. people helping you. But what what really inspired you to get to where you are right now? Man, I'm gonna tell you straight up, uh, failure. Mm -hmm. I uh, getting cut uh, by the Redskins in 2001. Mm. But more importantly, not understanding the process that I was going through. And if I'd have taken a few steps before, if I had just been pointed in that direction mm. to know where to go, it would have, it would have, I wouldn't have experienced failure in that way. Mm. So I'm gonna say it like this: I ran slow on pro day. You know, so and I'm a corner, mm. right? And you and, cannot be, and a you corner. can't run. Slow. No, you can't. Now here's the here's the thing about it. Uh, I jumped far, like in the broad jump. I jumped mm -hmm. to ten five. Mm -hmm. That's what I jumped on that day. I, I bench pressed two twenty five nineteen times, mm. and uh, I did it twenty times. Uh, all right, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> just 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 if now, anybody was thinking my capability. But check it out. No. I'm a I'm a hundred eighty eight <laughs> pounds, and I, I had a a, a vertical thirty five and a half. So. All them numbers made sense. I ran a four six nine and a four seven three. Those are solid numbers. No, those are terrible sprint uh, forty yard dash. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, the terrible four, yeah, but, but the, the other numbers, stuff, the, the vert and yeah, long jump. Yeah, yeah. So let me make that make sense to you. I, after I run slow, I I didn't get drafted. Uh, I I'm confident I got drafted late round, maybe seventh round, mm -hmm. had I had a faster time. Uh, however, I didn't. I went as a uh, free agent. Free agent, yeah. Free agent to the Redskins. Should have went to a different team. Uh, but when you're young, here's another part of that, not understanding the experience of failure. Now, let me break this down. If, if I had some guidance that made sense, I never would have went to the Redskins. Let me tell you what happened that year. So you had Daryl Green, mm -hmm. who was 156 in the Hall of Famer, without oh, yeah. a doubt. He, oh, he yeah. was on the team. One of the fastest men alive. Yeah, Champ Bailey, who was one of the greatest corners to ever walk on the field. Mm -hmm. They just drafted Fred Smoot, mm -hmm. who was a second-round draft pick and a monster at Mississippi State in yeah. college. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, ended up being All-Pro. And then you had Donovan Greer, who had they just got from Buffalo, who ran a 4-2-8. My senior year in college, they said I should have played safe, like they were going to move me to safety. Mm -hmm. Now... I would have been, I would have been a backup, uh, and the safety we had, he balled that mm. year anyway. But I played corner because that's where I started, mm. and I ended up being all conference. 
I got there, and the uh, defensive backs coach said, you should be trying to play safety. Mm. By the time I started learning how to play safety at that level, it's time to go home. You know, mm. they cut me. Yeah. Now, I'm going back in that story to say, to go all the way back to why I do what I do. Mm. Man, listen, it was crazy how I never once in my mind rationalized the fact that it was a large percentage that I wasn't going to make that team. Mm. I just thought I wasn't good enough to play, mm. but I knew I was good enough to play. How crazy did that sound? No, no, no. That makes all the you sense. You see what I'm saying? So when I got cut, it was a shock. Now think about this. I'm a country boy from South Mississippi who got a scholarship at TCU that don't really even recruit out of state. Mm. They found me literally in at bottom of the map, uh, end up being one of the only starters Non, I mean, it was an out-of-state starter on the team for two years, mm-hmm. uh, all-conference, two years, and ended up with a chance at the NFL. Mm. I had never experienced the fact that I couldn't do something. Yeah. Ever. Yes. Yeah, so I was, just so know, that came as a, Yeah, that came yeah. as a shock because, you know, just to show, like, some people don't understand, like, even in the NBA, you come in, you're starting, you're an all-star, then at some point in your career, you get kind of like Carmelo Anthony and Allen Iverson. They get asked to do different things like be on the bench. But as much as it is a shock to them, it's a shock to you because you were always in a position where you were winning. You never was told no. Exactly. Or I never accepted no. Yeah. That You see what I'm saying? Like, I was told no a lot of times. I never accepted no. And I didn't know how to accept no. So how did you shift that into like what you are now? Because now you have a flourishing business. Like you're doing something, you you pivoted into something different. And uh, you pivoted into a a different genre of of athletics and you're still involved. And even more so now because you've affected so many different lives than you could have before. I realized something in the success of that failure. So I learned that. So I tried to play for about a year after I got cut. I didn't get picked up by teams. I tried to play in Canada. There's a story behind that. I tried out for another NFL team. But in that gap, I ran into a strength coach and a personal trainer. And I lived in, anybody familiar with the Metroplex, I lived over there by Hewlin in Fort Worth, and they was in North Texas. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the Metroplex. Did we, you know, we live here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So the Metroplex is this area right here. Because, you know, we got listeners in Chicago. Yeah. We got people watching us in New York. Yeah. and Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. Everything ain't <laughs> Dallas out here. You yeah. got the mid-cities. You got Arlington. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that ride was about an hour every time I would make it. But they tested me. They did me through all the tests. And I was still jumping far. I was still... But they looked at my numbers from the combine and my numbers, they was like, this don't make sense. Mm. I was like, what you talking about? It was like, there's no way that your 40 time is right. This is how explosive you are. This is how strong you are. That don't calculate. Mm. So then they taught me how to literally taught me how to run the uh, 40 in phases. Mm. Look, this is the drive phase. This is what I need you to do. You're going to look like this. You push, you do this, this, and this. I learned it. I was blown away. I was still the same size, same everything. Mm. I go trial for a Canadian team, Edmonton. Best trial of my life. I I did all the one-on-ones. I was skipping people in one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Nobody caught a ball. But I jumped. I jumped to 10-1 that day. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then I jumped uh, 35 in the uh, vertical. Mm-hmm. I ran up. I ran 240s. I ran a 446 and a 444. Mm-hmm. That's what I ran. Right. And, then, and I still did. I got... 
still didn't get picked up. Best ride of my life. That's when now, I hung the cleats. What's the, the what's the best time? What's the what's what's a good a good time for, for yeah. for a corner? Yeah, anything for these days you got to be blazing fast. So I've seen times. What if you run a mid four four? Uh, Four, four, six, four, four, five, yeah. and you can you got some size on you. You can hold your own. That's, that's blazer. That's blazer. That's world class. That's world class. Yeah, because I did it like in this you third know? or sixth grade or something like that. Yeah. I ran that, and they, they shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so funny, bro. Uh, why yeah, funny yeah. I say you, you don't sound like a lot fat, of parents I, that I, I, I met. You know what I'm saying? Sound like you know what I'm saying? You inflate them numbers a little bit. A deflate. I know. I know. It looks can be deceiving, but yeah. So you know your your path. To uh, you know, to PE, which is the yeah, company yeah. now, and uh, explain to us, you know, performance experience, experience, yeah. you know, how that because it's it's really a bit of a movement. You know what, man? <laughs> performance experience. It, I've been doing training, mm. coaching, independent contract work for umpteen years now, uh, and I just saw some gaps. In the learning. I'm a teacher by trade. I got my degree at TCU uh, in education. So I just saw some gaps, like things that I literally wish I would have knew. Uh, so I was like, I know I can teach these kids this and get them better at this so they have the chance I had. Yeah. But I learned how to recruit when I was coaching. Mm. So I was like, a lot of kids don't know this process, so they missing out on how to get to college. It ain't just on the field, hope somebody see you. Yeah. So I had, I had the playbook. So I, I start implementing the playbook. But PE was born through the realization that the kids ain't where you start. That's where you end. Mm. My sports performance company, for uh, lack of a better term, or, or career, is built off of parents who trusted me. Mm. I trained the moms, uh, some dads, aunts, you know, and they entrusted mm. me with their well-being. Mm. So it was a natural trust mm. with their kid because they saw me, they knew me, they I, they got results. So it was it was more than just mm -hmm. the training. It yeah. was the, they knew at five o'clock in the morning, yeah. I was going to be in that driveway waiting on them 10 ladies. Shout out to all my hazard ladies that jumped me off out here in the Metroplex. Uh, shout out to Carrie and all of the crew. Uh, they... They got me started. Like, mm. they entrusted me yeah. every two mornings a week to, to get things done. Mm. And it's 5 in the morning. I'm seeing them at, at their very truest form. Mm. Fresh out of bed, whatever your attitude is, that's what it is. So I got to be different. Yeah. Because ultimately, I want these kids to go to school. Mm. I realized that a mm. long time ago. So when we would have camps, I would, it was always segments for parents. Because I understood the kid, this information ain't just for you. You, We can't, I hope y'all wasn't relying on me to tell y'all what I'm supposed to do about college. Yeah. But if I can include you and help you understand what they're going through. Like in today's world, like part of the reason I do it, all these early offers and these kids uh, being shown one thing and taking another away, it's almost like yeah. you, you, we're teaching them uh, that they're, the honor and where they want to go and what they want to do and a single decision making is not valued. It's yeah. like take the first one that that say yeah and then all right now let's go out here and and see who else wanna wanna fish. Mm. What the way I see it is that the way it's working is understandable, but it doesn't make it reasonable for me. Mm. I talk to these kids, man. What should be the most fun time in their life? 
is is pressure filled by the parents and the coaches and the youth coaches and and their strength coaches and speed coaches. And I get it. We all trying to help, bro. We we really are, well, most of us are trying to help. And that's the truth. I get it. So I'm not taking shots because I've been that guy. Mm. But at the same time, I listen to those kids. And, and when they say, yo, I just want to be able to do this. And you ask, instead of going, well, that ain't going to work. Or why? Well, why? Why is that important to you? Some of them just want, I want, if I tell somebody I'm going there, mm -hmm. I want to feel good about the fact I'm going there. Like, if they do something wrong to me, that's on them. Well, you know. And I'm, I've had kids tell me that, bro. Yeah, and I, I definitely uh, understand the part where you talked about, like, the mothers trusting you and the aunts, because I'm trusted by a lot of mommies and aunties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Maybe too they, many. They, 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 they definitely uh, let me in at five in the morning. No, no, no. No, no. Oh, so that, you, know, you out. But no, yeah, listen, that's, the, that's a huge thing, you know, having trust with, with the parents and the community, like, knowing, like, you know, leaving your child's. Uh, future in, in a person's hand yeah. is a huge undertaking. It's yeah, a man. big thing. And I feel like, you know, uh, part of, you know, what you've done so far is is the reason why we're here and we're talking today. And, you know, uh, for those of you who just joined us right now, it's, it, it is Beyond the Noise, uh, Greg Walls, comedian Rudy Rush, and we're just here, you know, just, uh, you know, this is our first, so we're introducing, reintroducing ourselves as a, as a tandem right now with the show, and everybody who's familiar with, with G right here, that's what I call him, yep, right? No doubt. G and myself, if you haven't known, I've been on Showtime at the Apollo, Chappelle show, every everything from Def Comedy Jam, BET, but, you know, we got together because, you know, we're both into fitness to, to a large degree, me my mission in fitness is more, hey, listen, I'm an African-American male. Huh. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, on, yeah. I'm on television. I'm a father. I'm a friend. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just a regular dude who, you know, you might see as a cool person. But at the same time, it's like, man, this dude is past 45 and he still looks like he's in shape because, yeah. you know, I try to take things in moderation. So with that being said, you know, a part of your uh, performance company has stepped from training these young men, which you still do, men and women, excuse mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now it's about showing other people who are much older, younger, whatever, <laughs> how to change and live their lifestyle. How did that actually uh, keep you motivated to doing something like that? Watching people I love get sick. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, you know, when I first jumped it off, it was about, it was about fitness, Rudy. Mm. And like real talk, it was about being strong and you know, taking vitamins and, you know, looking a certain way and still being able to do things that um, I I think I should be able to do, like dunking a basketball or running. Or At first, that's what it was about. So if I could help somebody lose weight, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It starts with transparency, man. Like the the first thing I encourage all of us to do, because, I, I mean, I struggle with it too, is is being fully transparent about who you are and what you want. Mm. Like, and then in that gap, not being afraid of the process, for instance, mm. if you smoke cigarettes, it ain't about admittance. It ain't about no program. Be transparent with yourself. Mm -hmm. Shit, I know I smoke cigarettes. I smoke this many a day. Live there. What if I cut back four today? Mm. Like right now today. Because mm. I done messed enough stuff up looking in the future. I'm straight up. I done messed enough stuff up trying to prevent things from happening yeah. instead of just taking care of it that day. Mm. And, it's, and it's hard for some people, or at least the idea of it, I feel is hard for people. And a lot of people don't understand because, like myself, 
eating was a, was an issue for me. And, and, and also, you know, socially as a comedian, I'm out there having a drink and cocktail every now and again. So I had to just kind of take the word that's, that best suits me to, to take my journey. And for me, my, my special word is modification. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to do everything yeah. and I got to just modify, like, you know, just yeah. take everything and, and, and really kind of like trim it down, trim the fat off of it. If I like to eat burgers, I can't eat burgers twice or three times in right. a week, maybe <clears> once <throat> a month, maybe once every, maybe twice mm -hmm. a month, you know, but not three times a week or eating fast food four or five times a day, you know, or eating three or four times a day, yep. things that are not good for you. So the second part, mm -hmm. you just, you was honest with yourself, mm -hmm. like, you needed a word to define how honest you were with yourself. I ain't stopping this. For example, I ain't going to be vegan, bro. No. I mean, but I'm honest about that. Like, I've never really been honest about that. What I mean is, I can try, or I've done it for 30, 40 days, or I'm not doing it. It's not happening. But it's not, no other reason then, I'm not doing it. But here's the other part. I'm not trying not to be vegan. Mm. And I think as black men, mm. I know I'm speaking for myself. We spend time trying to not be something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We, it, it, it ain't we trying to be tough. We trying not to look like a punk. And I like that you, you said you that. No, saying? no, absolutely. And one of the <laughs> things that you said that, that kind of resonates with me, is like, like not trying to be a vegan. Let me tell you something. Like every meal in my mind con should consist of some meat. So leave it there. But but at the same time, that's me just living there. But at the same time, I should be more open. And now that I am, because I've been several places, like some events and some 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 other things where people are vegan. So sometimes you have to, you know, win in Rome. And I was at a function in Beverly Hills at the uh, at the uh, Beverly Hills Hilton. And it was a big thing for Netflix and Def Comedy Jam. And Russell Simmons being a major, major figure in the vegan uh, community, mm -hmm. uh, the whole menu was vegan. And let me tell you something. That night was some of the most delicious food I've probably ever tasted in my life, which allowed me to be more open to just like having a meal in front of me and it not consist of chicken or steak or or, or bacon or anything like that. We just I'm still going to eat it, you but know, at the same time, so I get your point with that. We so. just said the same thing, bro. That's exactly. Yes. So 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 that's what that's how I live my life sometimes. So sometimes I'll do something really light that doesn't have meat, like even a salad that doesn't have it, mm -hmm. which you know that kills me sometimes. But sometimes <laughs> I know I gotta do it. So yeah. so you know, as we continue on with this show, and one of the things we wanted to do today was just kind of reintroduce ourselves, introduce the tandem, because this is the first show of many to come with the both of us. Now, G has been here serving the community, putting it down, and he's got over 50 shows. So we really respect everybody who's rocking with us. And you know what? I want to talk to you about that, too, because you took a bit of a hiatus. You had a lot of things going on. You want to talk about that or is it going to be a moment of some, some you know, you might get all choked up? Well, about, I'm, I might know. get choked up, but we're going to talk about it. All right. So let's talk know. about where you've been and, and, and now you're back in, back in the driver's seat. You're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Where were you at? Because you took about maybe two months off or more. Well, I took a while off, man. We, um, uh, we started out, I think my last show was November of. December oh, wow. okay. of last yeah, year. So might that's have, a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's, it might have been January, but it, it wasn't it, it wasn't too far. And uh actually it was my last shows were when my man uh Jamal Pat. Mm. So that was one of my uh last shows. It was a tribute show to him. Mm. 
so that happened. <laughs> so now, the, the, and, uh, how, did he, how did he pass? Well, he had uh, colon cancer. He wow. had cancer. So wow. 38 years old, tremendous cat, man. Just a really, really yeah. good friend. Like yeah. true cat. He's been yeah. on the show. So yeah, if wow. you can go back and pass episodes. And, he's and, on there. He's on the show. You know, he's in the wheelchair. His beautiful wife is sitting there with him. Uh, we had an amazing conversation. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, he, he passed. And then... Uh, Found out my old man who's been on the show as well. My yeah, dad, yeah, nah, I you know? saw that. <laughs> you saw that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My old man, he he. We find out uh, around Mother's Day. My my dad calls me and says they find some spots on his lungs. So, mm. you know how like sometimes, I don't know. When you get older, you feel things a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like you know things that would, at one time people would be like, "Are oh, you just being pessimistic?" Or "Oh, you can't think like that." But you ain't really thinking that. Like mm. you, you, you're like some. It might not be nothing wrong, but something's not right. Mm. You, you feel me? Yeah. And uh, so she called me and told me. So we, she calls my sister. My sister, by the way, who worked at PE with me when we first opened it in 2014. Wow. Uh, so she was living in China for the past five years. So my mom reaches out to her. And she goes straight. She's a teacher in China. She's a poet laureate. She's a she is an amazing human being. She'll be on the show to rock with yeah. Jasmine Cochran. Shout out to Jasmine hey, Cochran. Jasmine. Uh, she told her uh, bosses out there in China. She said, "Hey, look, my dad said I'm going home." So she flies in, uh, <laughs> and this is crazy. She flies in from China during this mm -hmm. horrific pandemic. Yeah, of all places, exactly. Uh, gets here. And get stuck in the DFW, the flights from the DFW to New Orleans, because that's where we fly into to go back home in Mississippi, mm -hmm. is uh, ain't no more flights. <clears throat> uh, so uh, jump in the car. And we take them on. Uh, I jump in the car and we all go yeah, yeah. to Florida where my brother lives. So you guys go get your dad and then you guys. No, no, we go to Florida first. My dad's in Mississippi. He's about two yeah. and a half hours away from my brother. Okay, so y'all uh, went to your brothers. Yeah, and then my dad meets us, and mm -hmm. um, my dad and my mom meet us, and uh, it was Father's Day. One of them days, Mother's or Father's mm -hmm. Day. No, it was Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Meets us, because uh, we surprised my mom, so meets us at my brother's house, right? So we running down the, the diagnosis, stage three uh, lung cancer, a few different spots. He's got to get this done, that mm -hmm. done. And I'm telling you, Rudy, something different happened, man. I, it's myself. We all on the couch, my brothers. Myself, my dad, um, my sister, uh, my mom, my sister's husband, mm. my brother, and his his uh, bride to be. And I'm looking down the couch, and we all sitting there discussing, you know, yeah, the well being of my dad. And and he's just sitting there listening, and he has this look of concern because these things are happening to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, I literally step back and and look around the room and go, boy, he don't realize he got a squad of people from all over the nations to 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 come to be at his side, mm. and and that's the one thing I'm starting to to realize during all of this. I mean, because he's had he had tr tremendous support. Mm -hmm. Shout out to everybody in Mansfield Fit Drive Gym. For just they put on a, a, a charity workout for him to mm -hmm. get some of these ridiculous bills paid uh, mm -hmm. from the doctor's office, yeah. which is another story for another time. Oh no, yeah, um, absolutely. However, man, Chris Davis, Sam Davis, tremendous human beings, uh, been rocking with me for years, and put something together for him, and and 
it's just it's been that's been going on. So he finished his treatments, 35 uh, radiation treatments and wow. uh, six chemos in five weeks. Mm. Uh, and he didn't miss a day. Mm. So he comes out of that. Then he gets sick. And then just last week, he has a stroke. Wow. So that's what's been happening on this on your end. front. Yeah, so I've been in and out of Texas. And that's know. understandable. When family things happen like you, that, you, you do kinda, family stuff. You got to kind of shut some things down or whatever, yeah. but you're still moving forward. You moved uh, your, your company's uh, gym location. Yeah, we got a few different locations. Bunch yeah. of different, so, you know, when things happen, you close one door, a bunch mm -hmm. of doors just open for you. So just, you know, just to kind of round about get everything in perspective. This is our first show together, but of course, you know, anybody who's been down with, with the crew and uh, Beyond the Noise family, you know that this is something that's been an undertaking yeah. for some time. So yeah. your boy G is back. Rudy Rush is on board with him. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to bring some insightful things and, and messages and, and things that you can, uh, you know, little life cheats that you can kind of do things and get yourself to a place where you're much more healthier, not only physically, but yeah. mentally. So, you know. Got one it, more life cheat for you. Absolutely. Say no to what you supposed to say no to. <laughs> <laughs> so if Yeah, that's going to be my problem. Hey, right listen, man, you got some good stuff going on. Real talk. Like if you got something good going on and something better comes along, say no to the better because it messes up the good. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I have – that's one lesson I've learned this year too. Like I have got to say, and I ain't talking about say no to drugs. That's easy or say no to No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, just be careful. The grass is not always greener yeah, on the other side. Yeah, just say no to that. Just like you said, I'm at I'm I'm at the spot. I gotta eat meat. That don't try hard not to be a vegan. Like, hey man, eat. Yeah, you know if that's what, what you want, have it. Who gives a who cares about your pride? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. All we care is that you don't pass out at this party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the rest of the issue is you. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So don't so. pass out on us. <laughs> Rock with us. Listen, this is gonna be a nice little thing that everybody's gonna be able to benefit from. We're gonna have some some giveaways, we're gonna have some great sponsors. So just make sure beyond the noise is on your dial and in, in your hearts and and listen, there's a way to subscribe and all that. We're going to give y'all the information on how to do that. Make sure you do that. Tell a friend to tell a friend. G is back. Yeah, G Walls is back on the scene with back. your man Rudy Rush. We're going to be doing some great things. So rock out with us. You can follow me at Rudy Rush on everything on Instagram, Facebook, all of those things. Also, you can catch me at RudyRushOnline.com. Give you my show dates and all that other good stuff. You know, I'm still out there touring the country with comedy shows and anybody that i have trained personally i have a group that uh i need to put you in so if you're not on facebook get on facebook be my friend i'm really trying to find out how many people i have personally trained over the past umpteen years and right now i got a pretty good group uh and i it's just it'll be fun to see no, that's going to be what's up. And uh, if you want to catch Greg on the weekends, he's going to be trying to beat my 20 uh, reps. <laughs> he did 19, I did 20. So yeah. he's going to try Kiss to step up and do that. So, yeah, thank y'all for joining us. We'll see y'all on the next episode. Until then, be safe, be healthy, be mindful. And we we out of here, all right, G? All right, make it make sense. That's what's up. All right, you the noise. <laughs>